The Dow hit a record high. Steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. Oh, real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options are big, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC, in exit strategy. All right, uh, Troy Harmon, Nick Antonucci, Casey Smith, we're all back. Our Three Cents podcast uh, is an offshoot of Money Talks Radio, and uh, we love to talk about some exit planning strategy. As Casey always says, it's just really good business strategy, good business sense to to sit around and talk about things uh, related to value and what your next step is. And the earlier, the better, right, Casey? That's right. Can't um, start too early. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and if you feel like you started too late, there's no reason to hesitate there either. So uh, if you got questions with that, you can always get in touch with us. 770-429-9166 is our number. Um, but we wanted to talk today about valuation uh, was a topic that Nick and I deal with daily Casey hears a lot of it when he's talking to, to business owners um, and we got to tell you through our experience it is not uncommon to have business owners who disagree with the valuation that you might tell them um, you believe your opinion uh, would dictate so Nick you ever seen one of those yeah, it seems like only every time we do evaluation. Only every time, yeah. Well, I, it, it's interesting, too, from the financial planning side of things, you know, because a lot of times we rely on these assumptions when we're running financial plans from business <laughs> owners to, you know, they'll say their business is worth $10 million and we need to build that into our cash flow projection assumptions and they're going to have a, this windfall in the future and when you guys are doing the valuation sometimes those things don't line up yeah there is a disconnect sometimes are. between what someone believes their business and worth is worth and what it's actually worth and a lot of times you know we've discussed this in previous episodes they don't necessarily have a a accurate basis for why they believe their business is worth what they believe it's worth sure. um it's you know a simple and overly simplistic multiple that someone else got on their business might be in a different industry um so what we're faced with with a lot of times is you know we present our valuation report to business owners and say this is what we think it's worth meanwhile they might have mentioned to us it, we think it's worth six and a half million and we come back and we're like well it's worth it it's worth four. We right. believe it's worth four. Yeah, and, and that's usually after we've done all three of the, the asset-based, the market-based, and the income-based um, valuation methods. And, you know, there's no evidence at all to prove that the $6 million business in your mind is anywhere remotely close to reality. If you're going to get in the middle of a, a market transaction, an arm's length transaction, if you will, with another individual, they're going to do the math, right? Yeah, exactly. And you have to have some sort of basis. We've also seen on the other side, Nick, where we had a, a situation a few years ago where an individual had basically gifted half of their business to a friend. Yep. And the friend turns out to be, you know, six, ten months, a year into the into the deal. The friend and and the the gifter are no longer really as friendly as they thought so they were going to be. Yeah, it's like a marriage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and that happens. I mean, personalities. 
uh, transactions, things happen, and uh, emotion comes into to the business valuation quite often, yeah. much more often than I would have ever guessed. Just being the pointy-headed finance math geek uh, that wants to check out, you know, what something's worth. But um, in the middle of this particular transaction, the lady who had gifted the other individual half of her business had given her, think about this now, had given her controlling interest. Right. I mean, there were 50-50. There really is no control. So well, that's she a, gave 100%. That's a major component of the valuation, is it not? Huge. Sure. It is huge, yeah. So there's, um, you know, controlling interest and market, marketability. Those are the two most common um, discounts Discounts that we run into. Mm-hmm. Uh, most businesses do have that discount for lack of marketability in uh, in the, the mind of the, the analyst because, uh, you know, most of the businesses that we look at are closely held. They're not public companies, uh, so you can't quickly liquidate. Right. Um, so you have to consider that. And then, you know, the other piece is control, and it can be major. Um, but th- this particular individual had given away uh, control of her business. She was 100% owner, gave away a big chunk, <clears throat> wound up uh, in, a, in a conflict, and uh, the next thing you know, um, they're trying to buy the other party out. And it was worth a lot more than, than she anticipated <laughs> yeah. it being worth. Yeah. Which is, it's she typically was, on the other side. We right. Business owners typically overestimate what the business is, right. is worth. Right. And in this case, they it underestimated. It was just absolutely backwards. In fact, it was like 10 times more than she actually had wanted. She had, I mean, think about this. You give somebody something, now you're in this legal conflict and you have to buy that piece that you gave them back so it's you're giving it to them it feels like twice right yeah and not only did you give them you know a big chunk of a business but now you gave them 10 times more than you anticipated yeah and a lot of that and and this was just based on an asset based valuation which we always talk about is usually the lowest right uh when it comes to to nominal value so um you know, it, it, anything can happen, but there there are some ways that you can uh, deal with the the differential. And probably the easiest, Nick, is think about it like a bank, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and kind of our uh, you know sanity check that we do after evaluations, and an easy way for. A business owner to kind of understand for example one recently for us there's a roughly say two million dollar difference between what the business owner thought it was worth and what we calculated the value to be and the easiest way was to kind of step them through this sanity check that shows whether or not the business can support enough cash you know generates enough cash flow to to support the valuation they thought it was. So sure. basically, you take the business value, right? Yeah, you assume, assume you put you borrow, down, right? You borrow eighty percent, you put twenty percent down, and essentially, you have to be able to service that loan with the cash flow that the the business is generating. And usually, business loans aren't for thirty years, like a mortgage. You figure maybe a ten year sure. amortization, and you can figure out value. you know the average rate on on an SBA loan. In this particular case, what we did, right? Uh, small business administration loan. And it's easy to see relatively quickly that, you know, this valuation they thought should have been $2 million higher. The business doesn't generate enough cash to support that. Right. You know, if you you borrowed 80% and you had to service that loan, there's 
little room for error. Right. And that's really probably the the quickest and easiest sanity check that you can do with a business. So, uh, you know, you just you just assume whatever value is, take 80 percent of that run it through an amortization calculator with a 10 or 15 year and really i mean um, honestly period. to make it more realistic you want to assume there's closing costs in the loan yeah you know it's yeah. it's not just the face value of the company throw in i don't know somewhere between three to five percent probably in, yeah. in, in closing costs and, and fees so did, did that did that help the business owner to kind of understand the, the valuation well, a little bit yeah what it does is it moves you a little off of the emotional side of things right. where you know you were tied to a specific value uh it, it's still kind of a bitter pill to swallow sure um but you can't call someone's baby ugly <laughs> that's right exactly uh, what we have to do is get them a mirror here yeah. you check your baby out yourself that's right look and, at it through an objective lens right and, and that's the problem is every human beings are a possessive animal and everything that we have is better because we own it right yeah it's it's relatively no one has better. an average business no uh, one has an they average really don't baby. that's right yeah this is this is almost like the old uh the old uh, what was it, Lake Wobegon? Yeah. Yeah, where every child is is above average. Is above average. Yeah. yeah. How often does that happen? <laughs> I mean, just the very. If you know anything about statistics at all, everybody's not going to be on the top side of that average, That's right? right? But uh, it it is really common to get in the middle of a of a transaction that was going to be the most mundane thing and have emotions flare, and it's usually about the cost about the value about you know this the the ultimate number well and it's it's interesting too because from you guys where you sit on on your perspective uh the the reason why someone is getting the valuation completely skews their you know their number what their judgment is if someone's getting the valuation in the in the instance where the lady gave away half of her business you know, she obviously wants it low, wants it to be low. Sure. And the other side of the, of the coin is well, people that want a uh, high valuation and their expectations right. are just sure. completely skewed. And, 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 and that's right. where, you know, we, we've talked about off the air, you know, part of the process is we'll, we'll talk to management, the business owners and, right. and kind of get some forecasts from them, what they expect in the future. But we also have to kind of moderate what they guide towards. You have to look at history. You might yeah. say, OK, I expect my company to grow 10 percent annually the next three years well that's funny because your business is growing at four percent historically <laughs> right. so For where do you get the ten percent right and then you can also look at industry data a lot of times we try and moderate what the you know management guides to compare that to what history was and what is the industry showing yeah. well the industry is only expected to grow at two percent so how are you going to again how are you going to grow ten percent Walk me through that. And if if there's a lot of, you know, hopes and dreams built into those expectations that aren't based in reality, then we're going to pull those down, yeah. you know, for the, for the valuation. And, and that's explained, you know, we typically provide some sort of scenario analysis that says, sure, listen, if you hit that 10% growth target, which you've never done, so we, it's, you got to show us, right. you know, the valuation will move upward. Right to X amount approximately. Um, but if there's no history for that, it's, you know, it's hard to accept that as what reality may, may be. Yeah. You have to, to kind of uh, manage those expectations with, with the client. And um, that's why Nick, you mentioned pretty much every valuation you guys do 
is uh, is off the target sure. in one way or another. Yeah, uh, based on what their expectations. Absolutely, are. I've I've often told Nick if we walk away from the table and both parties are a little unsettled with yeah. our numbers, we probably you got feel, it. Pretty you feel close. like you did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, also it's, it's, somebody wants to wrestle Troy after in the parking uh, yeah, lot. I mean, then, you know, that, take my shirt. I encourage it's a job well I done. Encourage that job well done. <laughs> but but it, it goes back to what we what we've also said before is in most cases now sometimes there's a strict buy sell that says this is the hard hard and fast number you know whatever we come up with but in in a lot of cases that we've been involved in you know it's a third party buying where it's it's a a jumping off point for negotiations so it's not to say that four and a half is the value we came up with that that's what you're going to get you could very well get more if you have a strategic buyer someone's willing to pay a premium no question yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's I mean, it's a projection, right? It's basically at the end of yeah. the day, it's you're trying to forecast what you think the business is going to do over the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that could obviously change tomorrow based right. on whatever is going on with the, the company. Yeah. N- Nick mentions a buy-sell, though. Um, and maybe this is a good topic for another another episode. Yeah, but, we could talk for hours about that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't tell you the number of times that I run into a business owner that doesn't even really know what that means. Yeah. By well, I, I find it's, it's really strange. Uh, about 50% of the time they don't have a buy sell agreement. Yeah. Uh, they've got partners and they really haven't even thought about what goes on next. A buy sell agreement should talk about things that are somewhat uncomfortable. First of all, maybe a conflict between your partners yeah. and how you come up with a value on the business. Um, and I'll double back to that one in a second. But it should also talk about the death of a partner or the incapacitation of a partner or, you know, various things that are, are definitely uncomfortable. But that valuation should be a part of it. Yeah. Those that have the buy-sell agreement more often than not use an asset-based value. Well, that's what I was, I was going to chime in with, Troy, is just because you have a buy-sell doesn't mean it's a well-written buy-sell. Right. And in too many cases, as you said, it's it's based on the asset-based approach. And a lot of the companies we've seen it in, they're not as, they're asset-light businesses where right. it's like... So few companies that are really... That an asset-based valuation makes sense if it's a going concern. Yeah, right. It's yeah, like, more we, often we see service businesses, and that's the biggest chunk of our economy in the U.S., right? Right, yeah. So, you know, when you take the assets and you subtract liabilities and you come up with a number that would be normally the equity, uh, you know, the old balance sheet method, uh, which is the asset-based methodology uh, for business valuation, it's usually a baseline. That's not normally the number that we wind up going with. And, And the thing that's so out of whack to me is, Nick, what is the first thing that somebody will tell you when they're in the middle of a transaction they always want a multiple yeah and a yeah. multiple never comes up in a in a buy sell agreement in most cases i mean you see them once in a while but it's the the exception not so much the rule right i think it's important having a buy sell agreement is not enough making sure you know talk to your attorney about this the nature of your business and ensure that it's written in a way that makes sense for your business specifically right you know yeah. If you're not, if you're an asset light business, having an asset based approach as the, you know, uh, the method that that deems the value is probably, probably not going to give you an accurate uh, value. Now, if you're the one buying, I'm sure it'll work in your favor. Sure. You're buying the shares. But if you're, if you're looking to sell, 
likely going to undervalue what your share well, and, and when you write a buy sell agreement who knows who's going to be on which side of the you agreement. don't know you right. want to make and sure that everybody's going everybody be, yeah exactly right. yeah, yeah it's it's about uh protecting really the the ongoing uh business concern because even if you're exiting the business it's still in your best interest for that business to do well because what is the source of cash flow that's going to pay you out right right i mean it, the thing is uh making sure that the business is well and does well in the future is almost always at the at the uh, uh, benefit of both parties. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's uh, it's best to think of these things ahead of time. And unfortunately, we don't get near enough of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it it has always kind of blown me away that uh, there is so much emotion when it comes to um, business valuation. But hey, you know what? It's a fact of life. It's yeah. the way things go. But uh, Guys, you got anything else? We'll wrap up. No. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Our Three Cents. You just need to commence, gents. Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy and Troy. Our Three Cents for free. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.